is the Homestead Journey Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the pursuit of self-sufficiency, self-reliance, and sustainability. This is episode number 92 of the Homestead Journey Podcast. We're creeping up on episode 100, folks. So excited about that. For those of you who have been with me since the very beginning, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support, your encouragement. Uh, it means so much to me. And those of you who are relatively new, I really appreciate your support as well. If you are brand new to the podcast, my name is Brian Wells. I am coming to you from 3B Farm and Homestead here in beautiful upstate New York. When I say beautiful, well, maybe beauty is in the eye of the beholder as it has been relatively soggy here over the last several weeks. But on the other hand, I'm not going to complain. There are people out in the western part of the United States who would be glad to be soggy. And so not going to complain at all, but certainly it has been soggy. Before we jump too far into this episode, though, I did want to offer you a huge apology, and that is that I really screwed up with my five-minute Friday this week. Normally, I publish them out uh, and schedule them to drop um, on Fridays at, uh, well, midnight from Thursday into Friday. This week was an incredibly crazy busy week. We'll talk about that here in a minute. And in fact, you know that last week I was camping with the Boy Scouts. And so I actually recorded last week and this week's Five Minute Friday two weeks ago. And I thought I had them both scheduled and ready to go. And well, I didn't. And so I got to work on Friday. And one of the things I always like to do is I like to listen to the episode just to make sure that I didn't miss something in the editing. And so I opened up my podcast player and there was no five minute Friday episode. And then I realized what I had done. So my apologies, I did get it published out at noon, but if you missed it, I think it was a great episode. Not that there is any such thing as a not great episode of a five minute Friday uh, from the Homestead Journey podcast. <laughs> but uh, if you didn't miss it, it is available now. And uh, so make sure you check that out. So let's jump on over to this week's Homestead Happenings. And I will explain what we were up to this week here on the Homestead. This week at our church was our annual Vacation Bible School or VBS. And I am a member of the drama team for our church. And so every evening from Monday through Thursday, um, I was at church doing skits. We did two skits every evening. And so that meant I got out of work, came home, fed pigs, uh, tried to grab a quick bite to eat in the car and headed to church. And then I was there till usually a little after seven and home by about 730 every evening. So obviously that did not lend itself well to me getting a whole heck of a lot done here on the homestead this week. In fact, uh, combine that with the rain that we've been having and really not a whole lot got done during the early part of the week. We did have a rather windy storm. I think it was on Wednesday and it took down a 
sumac or shumac tree onto our duck fence. And so thank God I have the uh, coyote tractor because I had lent back to my dad his chainsaw. <laughs> uh, and if you don't remember that story, uh, just to kind of recap, my dad asked me uh, one day whether or not I had a chainsaw he could borrow. Um, and I had actually been using his chainsaw for a very long time. I probably had had his chainsaw down here for about a year. And I was like, yeah, dad, I can lend you your chainsaw. So uh, anyhow, I had lent my dad his chainsaw and had no way of lifting that because it was a sizable tree as far as uh, um, Schumach goes. And so thank God for a Wiley. I was able to lift it up, push it off into the woods. Nobody was hurt. The fence was bent a little bit, but I was able to straighten it back out. So we're good to go there. So Thursday evening uh, after VBS, I actually did transport some chicks uh, from our homestead up to my dad. Now, you may recall that we had a couple of hens go broody and hatch out some chicks for us. My dad wanted those, but it wasn't enough chicks. And so my buddy Rob has a hen that wants to keep going broody on him and she keeps hatching out clutch after clutch of eggs. And so he had a bunch of chicks that he wanted to get rid of. And so I swung over to Rob's house, picked up a bunch of chicks from him, took the chicks that I had, delivered them to my dad. And so finally, I have my garage back. Well, not really. There's a bunch of junk in there, but at least there are no longer any chicks in there. So Friday evening, Bonnie and I spent all evening from the time I got out of work until dark moving wood chips. It has been rainy here, as I said, and so just so many things are soggy, muddy, mucky, and we have a very special guest coming to visit us on Monday evening. Now, I'm not going to give away any more information than that, but I do want to tell you this. If you don't follow us on Facebook or Instagram, you're definitely going to want to do so over the next week, week and a half. Um, because I have a very exciting announcement that I will be making um, regarding the visitor that's coming on Friday, I'm sorry, on Monday evening. And so in order to prepare for that, because of all the rain and the muck and all that kind of stuff, Bonnie and I moved, I don't even know how many loads of wood chips uh, up to the homestead from the town barn yesterday. But of course, as is always, as kind of the story of my life, it couldn't go easy. <laughs> the uh, tailgate kept getting boogered up, we'll say. And I had to keep taking it apart so that I could open up or release the, uh, the teeth um, to drop the tailgate. Now, you may recall that I have on my truck one of those, I'm not, I can't even remember what they're called. It's, we'll call it an unloader gadget. What it is, is it's a, uh, it's basically a tarp that um, you pull into the bed of your truck and then you can load stuff onto it and then kind of crank the stuff out. And that tarp kind of acts like a conveyor belt. I picked it up at Harbor Freight for like 40 bucks. Absolutely love the thing works great, saves my back, except for the fact that if you have to dismantle your tailgate, 
that thing is in the way. And so it was just so much fun yesterday. I took that tailgate apart, I think three times, um, because what happened is there's some arms that go out to those teeth on the side of the tailgate. And the one arm kept coming out of the, the doohickey, the thingamabob that uh, connects it to the handle that when you lift up on the handle, that pulls those arms and releases the tailgate. So anyhow, uh, I had to take that thing apart three, I don't know, two, three, four times. I don't even, I lost track. And in order to do that, not only is that tarp in the way, but in order to get to that, I have to shovel it all out by hand, which defeats the purpose of having that conveyor belt system. So anyhow, uh, I didn't have to shovel out the whole, the whole bed, but just enough to be able to get to that tarp. But anyhow, so we moved a bunch of wood chips yesterday. And then today there was just a lot of things that I needed to get done again in preparation for Monday. Some of that involved me spending a lot of time up in the garden, something I wasn't able to do this week. So all of the weeding plans that I had, you know, my 10 minutes a day and yeah, that didn't happen. Uh, that did not happen at all. So I had to catch up a little bit on the weeding. We also um, pulled all of our sugar snap peas, except for a couple of squares that are still giving, but most of them had passed and started drying up. So I pulled all those vines out. I had started to clean up the radishes that had gone to seed, finished cleaning that all up so that I could plant some more cabbage. I planted some red cabbage. I had to go and buy transplants. I did not have uh, any starts to put in the ground. Um, unfortunately it would have been much cheaper for me to do that, but just time got away from me. And so in order to make sure I could get a fall crop of cabbage, I went ahead and bought transplants. So I planted those today. Now I'm hoping that they will do okay because my brassicas this year have been just hit hard by cabbage moths. And unfortunately, because of all the rain, there's not much I've been able to do for that. The three recommended organic solutions, I think, is BT, neem oil, or Dawn dish detergent. But all of those, you have to reapply every time it rains. Well, we haven't hardly had a day here where it hasn't rained. So it would just be madness for me to try to spray anything on my plants because it's not going to dry and it's not going to be effective, which means I'm just gonna, I might as well go pour it out on the ground. Um, so hopefully I will get a harvest of red cabbage. We shall see, but at least I try. Now let me give you a little bit of an update on the zucchini situation. You may remember that I have had a lot of problems with squash borers and with mosaic virus here. And so this year, I actually tried some zucchini and summer squash varieties that are supposedly resistant to both of those things. Well, the one variety that I've planted before that I've had issues with, which is the eight ball zucchini, the little round zucchinis, it is starting to wilt and die. So my guess is it's probably been overtaken by the, the squash vine borers. And there's another summer squash. I don't remember what variety is. I think it's just a crookneck variety that seems to be starting to wilt as well. But the ones that are resistant to squash vine borers and resistant to mosaic virus 
seem to be doing well. And I am getting a great, in fact, almost too good of a crop of zucchini and summer squash from them. So I'm very happy, very excited about that. I think I found the varieties that I will be planting from now on. They're hybrids, but I'm okay with that. They're hybrids that are resistant to those diseases and pests. And that's what I need. And so I will be planting those, I think, moving forward. My beans are also starting to come on. So I'm very excited about that. Beets are ready to go. My spinach has started to bolt. So I'm going to have to pull that, replant that. My lettuce is starting to bolt because of the heat. We'll have to pull that. And then we'll plant more of that later on in the fall. Um, But right now the garden is just starting to explode. The potatoes are looking great up in the roost out bed. My squash up in the roost out bed is looking phenomenal. The melons, not quite as good. My basil is looking awesome. And so all in all, right now, things are starting to pop. I'm very excited about what's going on up in the garden and uh, very excited about what's going to be taking place this week here on the homestead. So a couple of weeks ago, I ran into a friend of mine at church that I don't think I had seen since before the pandemic. If I had seen him, it had been in passing, but we certainly hadn't had any kind of extended conversations. And so he and I stood there in the vestibule and we were sharing kind of back and forth what we had been up to. And he was asking me some questions about things that I had been posting on Facebook and so forth. And he then asked me this question, Brian, how do you get it all done? And I had to share with him a dirty little secret. I said, I don't. I don't get it all done. Now, I've shared with you before, and I'm certainly not trying to pat myself on the back, uh, but I have shared with you before that I live a very, very busy life outside of the homesteading thing. I'm involved in probably far too many uh, things outside of homesteading. I volunteer a lot of hours to to different causes. Um, I live a very, very busy life. I'm trying to kind of dial that back a little bit, but that's a story for another day. But as he saw me doing all of those things and he sees me doing the homesteading thing, his question was, how do you get it all done? And my dirty little secret is that I don't. But as I got to thinking about that, here's a guy who knows me in real life. Now, that's not to say that he and I are best buds. We certainly aren't, but he knows me in real life. And yet, even somebody who knows me in real life was getting an incomplete picture of who I am and what I'm up to. As I thought about that, I I thought, you know, if somebody who knows me in real life can get things maybe out of whack, how much more so can that happen when we are following people, whether it's on Instagram? Facebook, YouTube, etc., that we don't know in real life. A lot of times our tendency is to try to keep up with the Joneses, not just in homesteading, but in other areas of our lives, we try to keep up with the Joneses. I think that's always a temptation. You know, the, the Joneses get a, a new vehicle, we've got to get a better vehicle, a newer vehicle. They go on vacation. We've got to go on a better vacation. They buy a boat. We've got to buy a bigger boat. There's always that temptation 
to try to keep up with the Joneses. And then when we start following people on social media, we look at what other people are doing on other homesteads. Sometimes we start measuring ourselves, our production, our effort against what we perceive them to be doing. And yet we don't have a complete picture of what it is that they're doing or the balls that they're dropping like I do all the time. This week, a couple of friends of mine who are also content creators, uh, we started discussing a post that another content creator had made in a Facebook group about some changes that he was making to his content creation, we'll call it business. And he said that he had grown to the point to where he had hired a video editor, he had hired somebody to um, get sponsorships and so forth. And not that there's anything at all wrong with that, nothing wrong with that at all. But my point is that if I, as a fellow content creator, looks at what he is doing and I say, well, he's putting out all of this high quality content and he's got all of these sponsorships and I start measuring myself against that stick. If I didn't know that he had hired people to help him do some of those things, I would be measuring myself against an incomplete picture, really something that doesn't even really exist. And certainly the temptation isn't just there to measure myself against other content creators. The the temptation is there to measure yourself against other homesteaders. So-and-so's doing this in their garden. So-and-so's doing that in their garden. So-and-so's got these animals. So-and-so's got those animals. So-and-so's got a tractor. So-and-so's got a side-by-side. So-and-so has just bought 500 acres and is building a farm from scratch. So-and-so just moved from Timbuktu to uh, wherever, and they're starting a new farm from scratch. And we start looking at that and we start feeling very inferior. We start feeling like what we're doing isn't enough. It doesn't measure up. It's not good enough. We're not producing enough food. We're not raising enough animals. But we don't see the full picture. We don't know everything that is going on in those people's lives. We only see the window through which they allow us to peek. And this is not a slam on other content creators or on other homesteaders, because there are some homesteaders that just simply share pictures of their homestead on Instagram. They're not out there trying to do videos or trying to do podcasts or anything like that. But we look at their gardens. We look at their chicken coops. We look at their pig pens. And many times we see them at their best. Very rarely do we see them at their worst. And yet we measure our worst against their best. In the Bible, and I know that not everybody who listens to this podcast is a Christian, so just hang with me here. In the Bible, there is a passage of scripture that says this, those who measure themselves amongst themselves are not wise. And I'm convinced that whether we're talking regular life or we're talking homesteading, those words ring true. Those that measure themselves amongst themselves are not wise. Folks, I've said this before on this podcast. I will say it again. 
It's one thing to draw inspiration from fellow homesteaders. It's another thing to fall into the imitation trap. So be wise. Don't be foolish. Don't measure yourself against other homesteaders. Walk your journey. Walk your path. And if you feel tempted to use me as a measuring stick, remember my dirty little secret. I don't get it all done. I'm okay with that, but I don't get it all done. That's it for this week's Charting the Course. I hope you found it helpful. I hope you found it encouraging. And I hope that you will keep on keeping on. Brian can be reached by emailing him at brian at thehomesteadjourney.net or by contacting him via our social media accounts on Facebook Instagram, or YouTube. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support this podcast, we invite you to become a member of the Supporting Listeners Program. For $10 a month or $100 per year, you will receive access to a community of like-minded individuals via a private Facebook group, at least one monthly live Q&A with Brian, the opportunity to participate in live recordings of the podcast, access to an ever-expanding library of helpful homesteading content, and so much more. Head on over to support.thehomesteadjourney.net for more information and to sign up today. As always, the music on this episode was provided by audionautics.com. So a big shout out to them. And until next time, everybody, keep up the good work.